Welcome to the Called Forth Podcast. This is the place where we help ambitious women of faith to activate and break through the belief structures holding them back. I'm your host, Dawn Town, author of the book, Hashtag More Than Done, speaker, wife, and mama four. I'm going to show you how to go from stuck to called forth while connecting to the full expression of who God has made you to be and make this season your season in your life and your business. I believe God has called you forth from the very beginning, and this is your season of awakening and activation. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Called Forth podcast. If you are listening to this podcast, then you were around in 2020 and 2021, 2022, and you know that there was so much cancel culture that happened at that time. There were people that were canceled for some of the most minor, minute things. Whatever direction the cultural wind was blowing at that point was something you had to pay attention to because you might get canceled for things you didn't even know you could be canceled over. If you worked for a major corporation, you were likely thrust into DEF training. Literally, it seems like at that time, everybody and their mother and their mother's mother's mother was canceled for different things. And your intentions didn't matter at that time. It was just about who was offended by what was said. There was incredible censorship at that time. There were doctors that were coming forward with opinions and viewpoints on the COVID-19 vaccine that were shut down. And these were professionals. These were people in the field, in the industry that of all people had something to say, but they were censored. So how do we find ourselves in 2023 with pro-Palestinian backslash pro-Hamas rallies that are going on across the world and cancel culture is somehow suddenly forgotten in spite of the fact that there is incredibly anti-Semitic, hateful, offensive things that are being shared and chanted at these rallies and really across social media. And we've seen a few people push back in the sense of a few CEOs have come out and said, hey, I'm not going to hire people who have signed themselves to these letters that have come out of universities that blamed Israel for what happened, the murder of their own people. But those pushbacks are a drop in the bucket compared to the waves and the amount of cancellations that were happening just two and three years ago. And so now when we are seeing all these news media clips of rallies at universities and roads being blocked by protesters, and even over in Russia, there was an airport that was overrun with a mob coming into the airport in search of Jews. Don't believe me? Just check CNN. CNN actually does have the video and an article about this. And I'm not a huge CNN watcher, but I'm just sharing that from the perspective of anyone who's skeptical of conservative or right-leaning news. You can even find this on CNN. And so the question goes back to how do we find ourselves in 2023 when all of a sudden professors at universities are being lenient on free speech compared to a few years ago if you had said something at a university opposing the vaccine or opposing the latest cultural wind of change, you would have been canceled. You would have been doxxed. You would have been reprimanded in some way. You would have been made to apologize for whatever seemingly offensive thing that you said. And now there's rallies in the streets, people chanting and saying horribly offensive things. And there is very few voices opposing these things. 
professors are saying, well, there's this, this is nuanced and there's people should be allowed to say what they want. And there's just a completely different set of standards that we're living by compared to two and three years ago. Or should I say a completely different set of standards for people who have conservative leaning views and left leaning views. This conversation isn't just meant to be an echo chamber to rile you up for you to say, yes, yes, yes. That's so unfair. That's so frustrating. It's a wake up call to a deeper conversation. Because when all of this was going on a few years ago and BLM was rioting, rioting in the streets and wreaking havoc and destruction and looting and rioting in the name of injustice, doing smash and grabs across so many major cities in the name of injustice, we were afraid to say anything and do anything because there was so much cancel culture going on. I was one of them. I wasn't sure what I could say or do. It just felt really overwhelming and I felt like if I used my voice, it was just going to be twisted and I would be misunderstood and it was going to be turned against me. And I was watching all of these people who did dare speak up and the horrible, hateful, vile attacks that they received. And so because of that, myself and so many others were silenced. And now here we are in 2023 where there's a lot of craziness going on across the world. And we see this double standard and we see very few people still speaking out to say what needs to be said. And this is why we find ourselves in these scenarios where conservative voices or even common sense voices and people who are bringing up questions continue to be silenced because when all of this went down several years ago, there were not enough of us raising our voice to speak out and push back and face the criticism and face the online attacks. Now I get some people were in positions and probably still are in many positions where if they do speak out, they might get fired. Unfortunately, that's the reality. There's still many people that have real world consequences for using their voice. But if you're in a position where you can speak out, the time was yesterday, not even today. It was yesterday, but we do have today. So speaking out from now moving forward has got to be a part of the pushback and culture to highlight and bring common sense into these deeply divisive cultural issues. And not enough of us pushed back in 2020 and 2021, but we've lived through that. We know the results of it and the things that have come out over the last few years to confirm so many quote unquote conspiracy theories that have turned out to be true. So now having that as evidence and having lived it out and see, seeing how it played out, we have to make a choice now in 2023 and moving forward that we're not going to be silent any longer. We're not going to be afraid of being misunderstood and misperceived. We're not going to be afraid of cancel culture and we're not going to be afraid of offending people. And that doesn't mean you say divisive things just to be divisive or you're hateful in your rhetoric towards people that have an opposing viewpoint. But at the same time, as you are open to hearing other people's arguments, you have to extend that same grace to yourself to say whether or not the other side wants to hear it, I'm going to give my viewpoint and my perspective. I'm going to let my voice be heard. And maybe for you, it's on social media, but maybe for you, it's at city council meetings and school board meetings. Maybe for you, it's in your sphere of influence. Of course, you have to be wise and pick and choose at times who and where you let your voice be heard in some of these particularly high energy, emotionally charged topics. But the choice to stay silent like we did a few years ago, I implore you not to make that same choice moving forward. And you might not consider yourself a political person, so you may not feel like this is territory you want to venture into. And so this is going to look different for all of us. So this isn't condemnation on you for not speaking out in the same way that I speak out 
or you see other people speak out because you have to pray about how God is calling you to speak out. But in one form or another, whether it's the way that you educate your children to exercising your God-given American right to vote from the local elections to the federal elections, it is time to step up our game in sharing common sense again. Because every time we feel hopeless in the current American landscape, the current world landscape, we have to remind ourselves that hope is on the horizon. And what feels like a magnitude of support for evil and woke ideology and radicalization and all of these things that as a conservative, we don't align with, or even not necessarily conservative, but independent thinkers, people with common sense. Every time it feels like the world is overwhelmed with louder voices that speak in the polar opposite end of the spectrum, we have to remember that we serve a God of hope and miracles, and we serve a God who's made each of us in our own unique God-designed way. Because I will tell you, there are still Elon Musks of the world. Elon Musk bought Twitter, now X, and did a huge thing for free speech and allowing a platform that now allows multiple viewpoints and doesn't just censor and shut down voices on the right, but allows for free speech. So there's more Elon Musks of the world. Maybe you're the next Elon Musk. God willing, maybe I'm the next Elon Musk. But the point is, there are still people out in the world with common sense viewpoints. So the more that you speak out and connect with those voices, the more you're going to feel not alone in the battle. And this is where I want to land the plane on this conversation as it relates to culture for this episode. You know, America was founded with some very resilient, gritty warrior people in the sense of they were pioneers. They lived lives of great hardship, but great reward that we are reaping the benefits of right now. Our ancestors who came and made their way from the East to the West in America, living on prairies and landscapes and undergoing harsh conditions and establishing homes in fighting for their food every day and building things from the ground up. And then our not so distant ancestors that were making waves in new industries, the coal mining industry, the steel industry, the finance industry, so many different things. The people that came before us that pioneered these things, we can awaken that in America again. We have a rich history and a rich foundation. And so many people on the far left have tried to demonize America as being colonizers and rewriting history, misrepresenting history. And while there are points to be made on some of those things from the perspective of America wasn't perfect. No nation is perfect. There were things that if we could go back and do all over again, having the humanity and the perspective that we have now, we may have walked out differently. But there is enough of a pioneering spirit and a rich, beautiful history of America that we need to remember the foundations that we were built on and the reason why people came over here in the first place for religious freedom. Because we are a country that values freedom. And in 2023, having the hindsight that we have now, having the knowledge and the access to so much information that we have now, we need to allow the American spirit to rise up in us again and be those innovators and be those creatives and those establishers and those pioneers of new territory and new platforms and new industries. Don't allow anyone to rewrite the history of America for you in such a way that you can't appreciate what our ancestors fought for and what they did. They may not have been perfect. They may have 
deeply sinned as we all deeply sin at different points in our lives. They may have sinned differently, lived differently, but we can't let that overshadow the richness and the wisdom and the gold that they extracted when they pioneered a new land. So as much as our culture right now wants to demonize America, we can tap into our own God-designed purpose to walk out his purposes and his plans for the dreams that God has birthed on our heart to walk out in a way that glorifies him and points others to him. I feel like this could be a whole episode, but we're going to move into politics right now. I've been to so many political events lately, and I've got to hear from so many of the different speakers, some who are not even running for office right now. Mike Pence just left the race. A few others I can't 100% recall their names right now, but they've left the race and there's still many in the running. But I'm telling you, I'm torn by a lot of great candidates right now. There's Vivek Ramaswamy, Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, and Trump. Those are the four that I'm going back and forth on so much, especially after hearing them speak. They might not hold positions that I 100% agree on in every sphere and angle, but there's enough of the good stuff in all of them that I think that all of them would serve as great options for candidates. So for me right now, I'm kind of diving into who do I really feel like would be the best contender against whoever the Democratic nominee is, which right now it's Biden, but really that could that could shift, that could change. Who do I think would be the best person to actually beat the Democratic nominee? And one of the important things that I think to note when you're evaluating potential candidates and nominees is if they were to get the candidacy, if they were really up against the Democratic nominee, and let's say that they get the presidency, who are they going to nominate to the different cabinet positions and executive positions and different segments of government? Because we saw when Biden took office, he nominated some really crazy choices, uh, people that really checked all the DEF boxes, but were not qualified. I mean, we have somebody who is in charge of the Department of Health and Human Services, who is transgender, suffering from gender confusion, Rachel, Admiral Rachel Levine. That is who is in charge of health and human services for the U.S. Then there was the nomination of Pete Buttigieg for transportation. And there's been so many instances, I'm not going to go back in all of them, where that has been, no pun intended, a train wreck. Then there's Sam Britton who the Biden administration nominated as a non-binary nuclear official. And he had to be let go because he was found to be stealing luggage from airports and wearing the clothing from those pieces of luggage that he stole. So rather than being busy on the job, he was busy stealing. So when we're thinking about who we're going to elect, we need to be also thinking about the people that they're going to entrust to these different segments of government. Because it's not just about the presidency, it's about who they elect. They elect judges, they place key people in power to run these different segments of the government. So it's really important that we ask these questions when we go to these different political rallies and events and we have access to find out some of this information. It's, it's important to know. And not just with our federal, federal elections, but our local elections as well. We need to be on top of knowing when our own local elections are taking place, who are the nominees, and being educated about who they are before we go into those voting booths. Even the elections over who the local sheriff is. I mean, we see, we have seen so much crime across the U.S. So the people that they're putting in charge, the police chiefs of these different cities of your city, you need to be paying attention to these elections so that you can cast a vote. And I'm going to end with this story that I was listening to earlier today. It was Ted Cruz 
describing how he was down at the border recently. And they went out with these border patrol agents after midnight. And they saw and encountered with these agents what they nightly, daily were up against. And he shared this heartbreaking story of how these border patrol agents encounter these adult men with young kids that they're crossing the border with. And he described an interaction where a man was asked, who is this little girl with you? And he said, it's my daughter. And they asked the little girl, who is this? She said, this is my dad. They have had enough interactions with illegal immigrants crossing the border now over the past three years that the Biden administration has been in power to know that this was likely a trafficker and they couldn't do anything because they hadn't broken the law. And some of these laws that Ted Cruz was describing have tied the hands of Border Patrol agents because the federal federal government passed a law for them saying that if the illegal immigrant speeds through a stop sign or has too many people in the car than there are seatbelts, then rather than risk a speed chase, they have to just let them go. So this is tying the hands of the agents. This is incredible stuff. And when Biden came in office, he actually stopped the DNA testing that was going on when people encountered the border to try to cut down on human trafficking, people bringing across children for labor trafficking and sex trafficking. Biden stopped the DNA testing. Greg Abbott shared several weeks ago about how the Texas Border Patrol agents had put up barbed wire and federal agents were ordered to go cut down that barbed wire so that illegal immigrants could cross through certain parts of the border. Now, you would think that there's no way that this could be true. This is too outlandish. But these things are verifiable and they're true. And I don't share this with you to just be another voice that's talking. It's to convey how important it is that we speak up as we get closer and closer to November 2024. And we share some of these details. And we take time to listen to what's really going on on a political level so that we can have educated conversations and I know you may feel like this is not your battle or your wheelhouse, but there is some segment of it that you can claim. Because as an American citizen and as a parent, if you're a parent or an aunt or an uncle or a grandparent, it is your right and your responsibility to remain informed and to do what you can in your small corner of the universe to live out and speak out about common sense values. And it is not common sense to have an open border. It's not common sense to tie the hands of border patrol agents so that traffickers flow freely into our country. Since Biden has been in office, over 3 million people have been allowed into the interior of the United States. And these are facts. You can go look them up. And so that is that for the political section of this episode. Now moving into personal development. And I'm going to make this one quick because I don't have a ton of time. Sometimes when we're going through challenges with the path that we're on towards the career goals that we have, the life goals that we have, the fitness goals that we have, whatever it is, when we are constantly struggling through it, it can feel like a confirmation that we're just not meant to do it or it's just not our thing. This must not be our real house. This must not be the thing. But I want to encourage you to say that just because something is, is a struggle doesn't mean it's a confirmation that you shouldn't still continue to work at it. Sometimes it's easy to look at other people who it seems to be happening easy for and we can easily look at them and identify, wow, they're in their element with what they're meant to do. It, it must be nice. I wish that was my life. And we look at our own struggle and why and wonder why it's such a different story for us. But I'm telling you, you cannot let your failures be a confirmation that you're just on the wrong path. 
It takes 10,000 hours to master a skill. And if you're not at that 10,000 hour mark yet, then you've still got some hours to go. And the goal pursual process can be messy and frustrating, but it can't be the reason that you give up. If you have something deeply ingrained on the core of who you are, knowing that you were made for more, knowing that you were meant to get where you're going, knowing that you're not meant to settle, then you have to get some grittiness and resilient in your spirit resiliency in your spirit to say, regardless of how hard this is right now, I'm going to keep pressing forward. And if you haven't listened to my episode with Kim Avery, she has a great message on how you can press forward from a prayer powered perspective and not be in that hustle and grind. So that's not the perspective this is coming from, but it's that daily consistency that regardless of how hard it seems, there's something special to digging in your heels and not giving up and pressing through the hard. I remember when I was first learning video editing on Premiere Pro, it was a total foreign language to me, but now it's something I do regularly throughout the week. I wouldn't say that it's my gifting that I want to walk in forever. I'd love to eventually turn over video editing to somebody who's really passionate about it, but it's a skill I had to learn in order to put out a podcast, in order to do so many of the things that I'm doing now, commercial marketing for clients. And one day that will be a piece of my past and I'll be able to focus more in on where I know I want to lead into. But the point of me sharing that is if you're walking something out that feels like a foreign language because it's so hard, there is something to be said for going back at it again and again and again and again. There's something to be said for not giving up and allowing that compound interest of the time that you're investing to build your skill that will pay off in the end. You will have learned to master whatever skill you're going after. So don't let the difficulty of what you're walking out be some confirmation of this isn't just meant to be because I don't believe that's true. Now you can stay sensitive to the Holy Spirit to know if you should be shifting because that's certainly something that you should pay attention to. But if you haven't had that release in your spirit to move on or shift direction, then let this be your confirmation that you need to keep pressing in again and again and again. And my hope and prayer for you is that you've reached that breakthrough point and that God brings such a transformation in you and such a strength and resiliency in you through the process of not giving up. So that is all for this week's episode. Thank you for tuning in. I look forward to connecting with you next week. That's all we've got for this episode of the Called Forth podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. Also make sure to link up with us at www.dontown.com. That's D-A-W-N-T-O-W-N-E.com. And on social media. And please just share. Share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. Until next time, remember... You have been called forth.